When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey, you held him to 20 points, man. You gave us a chance at the end. But I got three words for you. You like that? Yeah. I love how we have three versions of it now. You've got the, the Washington version. You like that? You like that? The OG. I love that, Kirk. I love I, the OG. I found a great drop for us. I even marked it in my very organized, unorganized notes on my laptop. There is a scene, I think, in episode six or seven. I think it's during the Giants game, the playoff game, where he says, no, dang it, Kirk, bad Kirk, to himself. Yes. Yeah. person. <laughs> we, will be, we will be cutting that as a drop, and Phil can play it whenever it is uh, appropriate to play it. It is good. I don't I don't know that it's going to be appropriate much this season. Second year in the system, Jordan Addison coming in, full year at TJ Hawkinson, two of the best tackles in the NFL. Old Kirky boys should be putting up some numbers this year. But uh, welcome into part three of our Netflix quarterback series from, from a Kirk Cousins perspective review. We're going to go through some of the things that stood out to us between episodes five, six, seven, and eight, eight was mostly a Patrick Mahomes coronation. Uh, there was a little Kirk, was it Kirk singing with the chains with Kelly Clarkson? I think made a little appearance yep. in there at one point. Yep. But uh, we'll 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 go over thoughts from the the second half of the series, and then just any themes that we, you know, may not have talked about in the first two episodes here. A shout out to our friends over at TCL, one of the world's best selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Learn more at TCL.com and inspire greatness with TCL. So, all right, I'm, I'll, we'll do this in statements form, and we'll kind of go around the room. So I'll start you guys off with, with this one. You like that? You like I've that? seen a lot of people making a big deal out of the 24-hour Tuesday rule that Kirk unlike a lot of other quarterbacks who come in and they do film study, like Tuesday is an off day on the NFL weekly calendar, unless you have a Thursday game or something. There's like charitable events that guys might go to, but it's kind of a rest and recovery day, unless you're a quarterback. Usually quarterbacks go in, you know, like I think Brady and Belichick would have their long meetings on Tuesdays so that they were both on the same page going into the mm-hmm. Wednesday full practice preparation, right? Mm-hmm. And Kirk doesn't work on Tuesdays. He takes 24 hours off just to completely like clear his mind and whatever, hang out with the family. He even references that uh, his wife, I, th- I think Julie herself said this actually, that I don't know that we could make this work if he didn't do the 24-hour Tuesdays. So here's my statement. It does not bother me 
at all whatsoever that Kirk Cousins takes 24 hours off every single Tuesday. Because I don't think any of his shortcomings have anything to do with a lack of preparation. That dude prepares more meticulously than almost any quarterback you'll ever see. I think his shortcomings, like the in-game stuff that you see, checking down on a fourth and eight, going kind of blue screen of death or you know, getting tense and getting getting frustrated and the coach has to calm you down. I don't think there's any amount of work you can do on a Tuesday that prevents you from getting super frustrated if the game goes off script on a Sunday. So if that's what he needs for mind, body, spirit, and family, 24 hours off on a Tuesday, uh, I don't have any problem with it. So bother you. I mean, yeah, I'm not bothered by it. I was shocked by it because of this. He is so meticulous about his classroom work. And like, that is the day where, where you like the quarterback is especially a big time one. They're like a quarterback player slash assistant coach. Um, They get the opportunity because, you know, most guys, if you, you were to show up on Tuesday and be like, I got some play ideas, the coach would be like, get the hell out of here. We're game planning. But the quarterback can be very important in that, that process. So I don't want to I don't want this to come off as a rip because that's not fair. I want this to come off as I was actually really surprised. And I had no idea because to your point, Phil, there was a lot of QBs, especially the upper echelon ones, who go in on Tuesdays and they literally help game plan. And yeah. then the coaching staff can be like, okay, how how do you feel about this play against the Panthers? And the QB might be, might be like, let's tweak it a, l- a little bit here and there. And then they go b- back and forth. So by the time that the players arrive on Wednesday for the installation of the Sunday game plan, like the quarterback is almost an assistant coach there. Yep. Um, given Kirk's meticulous anal nature, I was really surprised by this. I had no idea about this. And I will give you just a, a reference point example here. So when Dante Culpepper got hurt in 2005 and Brad Johnson – a veteran, very savvy QB took over as a starter. He would go in on Tuesdays and like he and Tice and the offensive staff would game plan. And by the time the rest of the team showed up on Wednesday, Brad would be essentially able to articulate what the installation was going to be. Yeah. Uh, when Brad Childress got the job in 2006 and Brad uh, showed up on the first Tuesday that the team was off, Brad Childress is like to Brad Johnson, why are you here? And he's like, cause I help out. I help here. And Childress like, no, 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 we're good. I'm Go good. home. Go home. Now, Actually, Childress was like, uh, yeah, uh, we Brad, 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 we don't need you. So the point is, though, a lot of a lot of veteran QBs want their want their say, want their hand in the actual sit down. And what surprises me more about 2022 than before is I could see Kirk. With the Zim staff, especially some of the um, OCs being like, well, if you're not going to basically take what I say to heart, forget about it. And like, because Mike Zimmer, as we know, literally didn't talk to Kirk. Yeah. Um, The O'Connell relationship seems to be so close that, again, the word that I'm going to use is I was shocked that he doesn't participate. But he but does, I'm not but, going but to. But he does. It. But there's a there's a whole scene where he's in the room with Wes Phillips and Kevin O'Connell and then a couple other coaches, and they're going over like, Kev, Kevin literally says, "All right, so Kirk, based on the list here, for this is like a weekly meeting that they're having. 
Yep. You like you like this, 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 this. Talk me through why you like these plays. Like so they were they were doing that together. It just wasn't on a Tuesday. The difference in football though is what you're t- talking about is like the chef and sous chef allowing you to get a, a a sample of the dishes. The Tuesday is when you make the meals. Sure. So but, I, he's, and it, it, but he's kind of and, and I guess, you know, I have criticized him for this. He would rather just be told what to cook. And, all, would, and, and he's got some input, but he yes. doesn't need his name on the restaurant. I found right? it That's, super interesting. That's all I'm going to say, because it's not I'm not going to yeah. dump on the, the guy, because to your point, he's incredibly prepared. Um, yeah. I just found it to be a really that to me was one of the most interesting things I saw, because I had no idea about that. Yeah. Okay. That's those are those are fair points. Those are fair you points. Like that. Yeah. All right. You like Declan. That. Uh, I'll go with this one, and we kind of talked about this uh, in I believe the, the yesterday's ep- or on uh, episodes three and four of this documentary series. But Kirk Cousins is very dismissive when he's trying to focus, which we we talked about this yeah. a little bit. And I, I also I'm in the same vein too when I'm really trying to focus in on something. I don't like being asked secondary questions, but he he is dismissive i believe there's even the scene where KLC says to kirk don't get frustrated man he's like no no no, i'm frustrated um he I is that. I, that he is well, and then he storms vision, man then he stormed Dude. away yeah that's yeah. what i didn't like he that type away. of stuff like like putting myself in kevin o'connell's shoes like hey man we're okay this is football or whatever it whatever it could be anything we're all grinding here we're like things aren't going to be perfect okay things are imperfect now we need to put our heads together and figure out what we're doing and that did drive me nuts about Kirk, where he would just, he just doesn't want, I, I just, no, go away. Blah, 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 right? It's like, no, dude, no, snap out of it, be in the moment, and let's talk about what the strategy is. So that, that did trigger me a little bit. <laughs> so th- this entire thing, too, gave you so many great glimpses of things, right? Like, like it made, it made things make sense. One thing I thought was incredible, like, like just in processing, and it's going to seem silly, but it's not. In episode eight, when he talks about the fact that he was invited very late the day before the NFL awards to attend. Mm -hmm. And then they call back and said, do you want to sing a Kelly Clarkson song with her on the stage about Brady? And at first he's like, he he said he sat by George Kittle's dad on the plane and his, and Kittle's dad said, got to take chances. So Kirk goes and actually on television before a lot of people in what would be nerve wracking to a lot of us uh, pulls this off with like a, He's got the lyrics down. Mm-hmm. It's actually really, really good. And I thought to myself, why? Like, that's an intimidating thing. I don't care what the platform is. That's intimidating. The reason why is because he could completely control it. Yeah. So all of that, like, like, because he's a really smart guy. So he could memorize in a very short time the lyrics, pull it off, what he probably rehearsed it once before he did it at, at most. But the point is. But probably he, not with the chains on, you know. No, probably not. But if he can be in control, like if he feels I've got this, I'm totally in control, he's great. But to Declan's point, when it starts to disintegrate, now it's, oh, my God, you got to go in a different direction. He starts to get really frustrated. If Kelly starts singing a different song yeah. up there, oh, it's over. Oh, if oh, Behind no, These Hazel no, Eyes no. comes on, you yeah. have no idea what, what just, the lyrics are. Okay? It was so interesting. <laughs> All right, Judd, what's your statement here? Uh, you know what? I, actually, I'm going to pivot a little bit here because I'm going to uh, praise KLC again because I, I I think that there's glimpses of Kevin that are just so interesting uh they're so anti Zimmer and they're so important Kevin O'Connell's ability and this is the first time we actually like sort of saw this to pivot 
from a devastating, awful loss to Dallas to four days after to get that team back against the Patriots yeah. and win a tough game. And his post-game speech after the Cowboys debacle, his post-game speech after the Patriots, his demeanor in the Dallas game, which is like we've, and he realized it, we all did. He basically said to Kirk, okay, let's put this behind us as, as quick as possible. This is with the game in progress, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's put this behind us as quick as possible. We've got to look to Thursday. And then on Thursday comes out just firing on all positivity. And, yeah. and, and you know what? I am, by nature, a negative guy. And everyone knows that, okay? But in professional sports, that doesn't serve you. That doesn't serve you. I've always said this based on my experience in watching the 2003 Wild Team, which had no business beating Colorado, and then the Canucks, and the fact that they acted like they could win the Stanley Cup. And in my mind, I'm like, these guys are stupid. And in their mind, they're like, no, if we don't think that, we can't upset anybody. And O'Connell has that same thing. He's got the same thing. In the moment of the Cowboys debacle, the sense of, okay, this is done. In the fourth quarter, like, let's bury this. And then to turn around in four days and come out like nothing had happened and then give the speech. Four days ago, we were in this room and it didn't feel good. But now, mm-hmm. I think there were glimpses of Kevin that are exactly why I think this guy is going to be a great head coach for a long time. And I tell you guys, I love you. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I will ride with this group until they don't let us play anymore. Ah, just point me to the brick wall so I can but it's run real. through it. I know. He does an amazing job with like the psychology stuff, with Kirk, with the locker room, kind of just like, telling the story of the season, right? He does a great job of de-emphasizing big losses and then does a great job of making you feel good after a win, but knowing that, hey, we're still not good enough. Like He yep. just seemed to really nail the flow of the communication with the team and to the public and and everything. Um, yeah, Dex? Yeah, I want to bring back up the point that we were talking about on Feedback Friday uh, of him not throwing to Jefferson in the playoff game against the Giants where he shoot throw to the sticks. I actually found the quote on this. Shout out to Joe Nelson bringing the news, actually transcribing the exact quote from this episode. Wow. Uh, Kirk said, quote, when you throw short of the sticks like that and he's tackled, you know you're going to get a lot of grief for it. But Justin was doubled, and instinctively it felt careless to throw it to him with the game on the line, end quote. It's the opposite. With the game Dude. on the line, it's like like I've been I've been obsessed this week with the World Series of Poker uh, ten thousand dollar main event, and with your tournament down the line, you're you're dwindling in chips. You don't have much of a chance. The worst thing you can do is is continue to let your chip stack dwindle because then you don't have you don't have any chip. You, now you can't double up, triple up, right? You need to pick a spot, be aggressive, and just kind of cross your fingers. And he did it against Buffalo. He picked his spot. He I was know. aggressive. The game's on the line. Screw it. Let's do it. And um, it is like I, I transcribed a quote here, too. Maybe I, this is a paraphrase, but I didn't want to force a throw to JJ with the season on the line like that. Yeah, yeah. so kind of the same the same deal. And that, like, to me, Judd, you brought up on Feedback Friday, there's all these great things about Kirk in this series. You see how great of a person and a father and a husband he is and just how meticulous he is. And, and you see why he's one of the top let's call it 10 to 12 quarterbacks in the world. 
But that fourth and eight is a reason why you wouldn't give him a contract extension because if you felt like, well, what do we do? Like, those are the moments you need your mindset to be different. And if it's not for him and he's 35 years old, I don't know that there's a way forward for $40 million a year, I guess, is the the big caveat. And here's the Cousins quote when he threw it to Jefferson in Buffalo, which now, again, makes this quote in the Giants game even more frustrating to me. Quote, there's a lot of trust there that even in tight coverage, when you put the ball out there for Justin, he'll make a play, end quote. That's, so what was different? What, why what was, was he thinking different about that? And I think it, it literally just rehashed an entire agony of me and, and made it more frustrating. It's of, a playoff of watching game. that. It's a playoff game. That's what was di- different. His mind, his he, mindset changed because it was a playoff game. He doesn't throughout, and we've mentioned this a bunch of times, but he wrote an autobiography several years ago before he came to Minnesota about like his college career. And I think the first few years in Washington sure. and in the, First, like, 20 pages of that book, and I have this in my notes somewhere, like in a different document. I transcribed it from the book. He tells a story about throwing an interception in the red zone against Notre Dame, a Michigan State-Notre Dame game, and basically saying to himself, like, you can't be the reason why your team loses. You Like, he's so focused on, and it's it's part of what makes him put up crazy great stats. Like, he's not throwing interceptions, right? He's got great ratios, everything. He doesn't want to be, and how often can you think of, there's like the Falcons game from a couple years ago. How many times in Kirk Cousins' Vikings career has he derailed a game? Joe Burrow derails games sometimes. Brett Favre derailed like one in every four games it felt like. Oh, there's Brett Favre through four interceptions today. Kirk doesn't do that. But there's moments like this where it's not about avoiding being the reason why you lose. Mm-hmm. it's about being the reason why you win. That Buffalo game, what's funny is he was actually kind of dwelling on the missed quarterback sneak and some of this stuff. It's like, dude, you threw a freaking hero pass that got caught. That's what you should hang your hat on. Dwell on that, right? And remember that going forward. But I, I think in his mind, I think the way it works is this. He actually, on at least two occasions, derailed that game himself. That pass where he thought he saw Jefferson that got picked, and Jefferson is nowhere near there. He just saw right. saw something wrong. Yeah. And then to your point, the sneak. Um, I think as things started to go wrong, he actually loosens up. Mm-hmm. And and in the Giants game, he actually played statistically really well. Nothing had gone really wrong. Um, it wasn't his fault that the team was behind. And I think in that case, he's like. Keep going like Kirk. Keep going like Kirk. Keep I'm not the like reason. Kirk. I'm not the. Yep. I'm not the reason why we. And I think it yep. snaps a little bit when it's like I screwed up. Now I got to do something. Now I got to do something. And I like that. There are different. I mean, we learn. It's very important here. We learn that. So Mahomes snaps really quickly as far as his game persona. Cousins doesn't, but when he does, he is the 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 real you like that Kirk. The sort of f you Kirk. The Kirk that came out, and this was not used. I texted Phil about this yesterday. The Kirk that came out in the joint practice against San Francisco at TCO last year, when Kirk makes a play with his parents there, which might not, this might not have been an accident. But anyway, Kirk makes a play, and he says, you effing like that? With, like, the full F-bomb. With a full F-bomb, stands, stands are full, full near field, and his teammates were like, 
oh, this is awesome. He swore. This is he crazy. Swore. But, I mean, people are looking for a reason to rally here. And, like, I actually think, in retrospect now, that was a very important moment. Because the F-bomb from Kirk is such a rarity. Like, there was an intensity there where you're like, I love that, Kirk. I love sort of not pouting Kirk, not frustrated Kirk. I love pissed off Kirk. Go to war, Kirk. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that guy. And it was almost like in the Bills game, he's like, F it. Here's the pass. Yeah. And Jefferson, and I know Jefferson was double covered against the Giants, but worst case, he doesn't catch it. He didn't idea, check it down, baby. You've you've hit on something super interesting here. And I can already hear like the diehard oh, never say a bad word well, about cousins people are yeah. losing their minds or have already stopped listening to this podcast. But when you said the distinction in the Buffalo game was he made a couple mistakes through a couple, like through an interception, whatever, a couple interceptions, at least the one. No, he threw it, two. It threw two. Yep. And one of them was really, really bad. Yep. And they were kind of down, right? That It was already off script. They're down. He's made a couple mistakes. And so now it's no longer about preserving the perfect game. It's about, well, I've already allowed five earned runs. I might as well throw some fastballs, right, and just see what happens. Yep. And he does, and Jefferson catches it. That Giants playoff game, that was a no-hitter. Kirk was excellent throughout that entire game. And he and, and so to your point, like consciously or subconsciously, hey, I have not made a mistake yet today. I ain't about to make the mistake that ends the game. Right. That's that is his thought process. Right. That, that, that's how it goes. And so sometimes it's great because Hell yeah, Kirk went through the whole day today and threw for 300 yards, three touchdowns, and did not make a fatal mistake. But there's some times where it's not, like I said, it's not about avoiding the mistake. It's about elevating the team when you need it. So you're blaming Kirk for the loss against the Giants. No, 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 no. That's I not what this pass he's thrown before. Yep, that's and not so, what And so did Kevin. Like, you, do you think that they get – and we, we didn't get this um, because it w- was probably not included for obvious reasons. But, you know, that meeting after that pass, where I think O'Connell's like, what the F are you doing there? Like, the play call might not have been good, but your veteran quarterback in that case needs to make a decision that is a sink or, a sink or swim with the pass, not a check down. Yeah. You know, here's another thing real quick, a nuanced thing on the on the play call. I think there are quarterbacks that get that play call. They see the route tree. They know they like all, this is all happening within like five seconds, right? They see the route tree. They know the moment. And they think to themselves, I don't know if that's the right. Get a rookie head coach. He's a, he's a great. We think he's a great head coach, but he's a rookie head right. coach. This is also like we talk about the biggest moment of the season for Kirk in that spot. That's the biggest moment of the season for Kevin O'Connell, and he may have just called a crappy play. Are there quarterbacks, especially 34, 35-year-old veterans, that would get the play in their ear and think, "Mm, I don't know if I love that. I don't know if I love that. Especially, like, once you get up and serve at the defense. Is there there a hot route? Is there a check? Is there a kill? Like, is is there something? Well, is there a different option if you don't love the look at the line of scrimmage and do other quarterbacks take it into their own hands in that situation? A little bit more, probably. Like, like we don't, we still don't know to this day what the play call was. Like, what broke down there? Because I guarantee you, the Hawkinson pass was not on the menu of, hey, if all goes wrong, yeah. just check her down and we'll go home. To me, that that route seemed like the only function for that route. Well, I guess there's two functions. If it's a busted coverage and he happens to be wide open, all right, 
cool, like throwing the ball and hope he can run for nine yards. Or is it was it meant to like clear a defender out so that? Right. But I don't know. So anyhow, before we go further here, this is great. Let's shout out our friends over at Livia here real quick. Livia helping a lot of Purple Daily and Score North listeners lose a lot of weight the last couple of years. Absolutely true, including me down 40 pounds. This is a couple of years ago now. Guy on the left, a little bit chunky. Guy on the right, yeah, that's right. Looking good, suit and tie. And that is because of a weight loss program that I'm going to tell you right now. And a lot of you who watch us, who have joined, know this. This is a program that works. And right now, I've got the best deal of the summer for you. Join today. Get 50% off your personalized program. You're going to lose up to 10 pounds or more in the first two weeks. And here's the best part, too. Inside the state or outside, you can join. If you are a uh, a PD fan in California, Las Vegas, Boston, guess what? Everything can be done virtually. So we've had a lot of people who have chimed in and said, I've done this program virtually and it's worked out great voted minnesota's best weight loss program year after year 855 go l-i-v-e-a livia.com livia l-i-v-e-a.com livia weight control center it is a program that works and it's going to help you sustain the weight loss what about the 3m open that sounds like a blast later on oh, this yeah. month here dex huh go see some tony finau right. little billy horschel let's make it happen Got Horschel going. You got even got my guy Gary Woodland as a fellow Puma man. Love to see that as oh, well. You know, okay. he's your guy. Yeah. Well, he's, he wears Puma. So naturally, I think I have to root for him. Um, okay. Yeah. Great field, though, at 3 this year. Hideki Matsuyama. Yeah. And Finau will be defending his title. We got to see in full swing that similar documentary that we just saw, like in quarterback. We saw the behind the scenes of what it took for him to finally win that tournament. His family was all here. He brings his family everywhere. So Finau will be back to defend his title. Go to 3M Open dot com slash tickets to get yours today july 24th through the 30th at and in the twin cities go to 3mopen.com slash tickets this is tom bernard can't get enough of sports talk with phil Mackey and judd zolgad tune in to the new tom bernard show podcast monday through friday as phil and judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind just download the tom bernard show app wherever you get your podcast or visit tom show.com it's another way to get more from me and judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, boys, let's keep it rolling here. So we're kind of, we've kind of talked about there's the Cowboys let down after the Bills game, and then the, the there's the Patriots Thanksgiving game, and this covers the Colts' comeback as well. So my next statement is Judd Zolgad and Julie Cousins have way more in common than you would think because both of them strongly considered and well, or straight up left that game at halftime. So Judd left the game at half. Dex and I were begging Judd to stay because we thought they were going to come back. Got, and Judd's yeah. like, I'm done. She stayed. But she said, I thought about for the first time ever leaving the game at halftime and just going, bring, bring Cooper back home. Well, by, the, by the way, after that game was over, one of, the, one of the best scenes of the entire thing, and I'm not a parent, but 
uh, I am a dog dad, and I can I can imagine bringing don't, Maya Mackey to the catering. People hate that. People yeah. hate that when you're like, "Oh, my dog's my kid." But Kirk bringing his kid Cooper to the back after that game, and then to the catering area. It's like this dude yeah. just orchestrated the biggest comeback in NFL history, and he's like, uh, "Cooper, what?" Now Cooper, very disciplined, chose strawberries over fried chicken fingers. Five straw. He says, "I want five, five strawberries." Yeah. What little kid says five? A very meticulous, rigid child. I think very cousin, it's, it's cousins. It's, like it's yeah. like his mole man. The strawberry doesn't fall far from the tree in that situation. But then Kirk, Kirk, like demanded at the end. Of, he asked him like four times, "How about a chicken finger? Are you sure? I'm going to put a chicken finger on this plate because you're probably going to want one." But yep. that whole that whole scene was really cool, and uh, Julie Cousins almost pulling a Judd Zolgad was funny too. So here's what I'd like to tell Kirk. Okay, so so they've just the Vikings have just had the largest comeback in the history of the National Football League. The locker room is going absolutely crazy. It's obviously chaotic, but awesome, right? And the starting quarterback looks at the wide receiver, Thielen, who's brought his son in, and says, oh, I can get my son too. Kirk, you're the starting quarterback. You can bring Cooper in that locker room whenever you damn want. You are the most. You are one of the most important players. Well, no, hold on a second. I the... You are the most important player on the roster. Cooper can locker by you, dude. You don't need Cooper to see Thielen's kid. You don't need to say, I can go get Cooper. And I also think that Julie sits in the stands. She I does, saw, she, for, for the road game, like for that Washington yeah. game, the Buffalo yep, game, she's she in the stands. In the stands. Yeah. But I also saw one game where I think she, she's in, in the stands at U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That Kirk. is super brave as the wife of the quarterback. That get is... yourself a sweep. Get yourself a damn suite and make sure it's free. Yeah, but, why yeah. is is it Brittany Mahomes? Is that her name? She's in a yeah. Why is she got... in a suite, but Julie Cousins can't get a suite? Because they're ordinary people team. that go to Sam's Club and Target. Okay, okay where they're ordinary I, people I that sit in the them? stand just then like she's a sit, class, sit okay? in the third deck then if, you're, uh, if you really want the experience. As an ordinary guy, can I work with the Cousinses to make sure, first of all, a suite, but second of all, Kirk, Cooper can be in that locker room whenever you say you want him in there. You don't have to, like, see um a teammate bring his kid in there man you are the starting quarterback show that moxie show that confidence i want that show that swagger five strawberries let's get it thanks uh i want to go to mahomes here uh because i found this really interesting in episodes five six and seven it would be wild to be part of patrick mahomes's entourage where you are inside his house waiting for him to come back from the game and you're just eating (laughs) doritos and snacks how about Can that? You, like, yeah. like, think about that. Like, you're just you're you're part of the entourage. You're you're a cousin, or you're a friend of Brittany or Patrick, and you are chilling in the quarterback's house watching the game. And then he just comes in like he's one of the guys, and he was you know just running a couple errands. Now he's back to to hang out and party <laughs> yeah. with you guys. Would I, you like, would you I want that process. though? Like, I feel like I would maybe it's it. just my introverted. I lean a little more introverted, but. I don't know that I'd want like 15 people at my house after I just got done with a long day at the office like that, you know, at 20, but at like 25, 26, okay, I think maybe. it, I think it might yeah. be fun now. No, get the hell out of my house. It depends on the circumstance. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. If I came home after I, if I was the quarterback and I came home after a bad loss and all those people were in my house, I would be very pissed, but you know, after a big win, it'd be cool to like, you know, have everyone over and whatnot, but I could not process that part of like, I'm just a guy who works at AutoZone and I'm chilling in, Patrick Mahomes' house waiting for him to get home after he beat the Bengals or something. Like, it, yeah. that thing is wild to me. There was one, he interacted with one guy, and it was like, oh, I haven't seen you in a long time. Like, who's, 
Who's like the guy that he hasn't seen in a long time, the distant relative that just finds himself it's hanging out hello. at Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> probably a buddy. Hello. Probably hello. a college buddy. Hello, what's going on? Oh, man. It seemed like the like the husband of a first cousin or something. Right. Let's do a, a couple more here before we wrap, Judd. All right. So I've been on record for a long time, and I still believe this right now, that Kirk Cousins – very successful, will never win a Super Bowl. But I have found the formula to get him one, okay? Because it's about mindset. It's not about it's not about ability. The dude is really good. All right. It's two-pronged. But I would like to tie two separate things that we saw. I think they were both in the same episode together mm-hmm. as where Kirk needs to be from a mental standpoint to win a, a Super Bowl. The first one is this. Um, I think there's at least two, no, there's three scenes where the psychologist that the Vikings employ, Kirk is talking to him. And good on Kirk for allowing us to see this. But the first one I'm talking about is Kirk's talking to him. I think it's in, it appears that they meet each week at some point in time. And he tells the psychologist that trust mindset is important. I, wrote I don't know. I've always had that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to tie it with this. And this is very Zolgadian. But again, for a professional athlete, this is not a good thing. The Vikings have made this unbelievable comeback against the Colts. Like this game was crap. And they have made, they have, they're tied in overtime. And they get Greg Joseph to 48 yards. Is that right? A 48-yard field goal? It was like 41 or something. Okay. It's a very makeable field goal. Yes. It was under 50 for sure. And Kirk is standing by Dennis Ryan. The equipment guy. The equipment guy. God bless him. He's (laughs) unbelievable. But like in this moment of truth, he's standing by Dennis. And Kirk says, it's too far of a kick. It's too far of a kick. He's like like, like negative, anxious energy. Energy, bad energy. And and Dennis (laughs) has to say, it'll be okay. He's going to make it. Okay. like dude calm down man these are the but these are these are exhibits <laughs> if this was a court of law law and order these are exhibits a and b of why until you get past that you are not going to win a super bowl you cannot be thinking like this you can't go into it like the trust mindset is important i don't know i've always had that dude you're mm-hmm. a quarterback the trust mindset in yourself has to be oh. especially with your talent has to be sky high constantly. And when Greg Joseph, now did I think he'd miss? Yeah, I sort of was thinking he's going to miss. But I'm me. Okay, You're his I, teammate. Okay, hold on. I, I think, okay, I'm going to, I don't know if I disagree here. I think I, I interpreted the, because tr- I wrote down the exact same quote here. The trust mindset is important. I don't know that I've always had that. I interpreted that, maybe I'm wrong, as a shot at Mike Zimmer. I took that oh. to mean like the the trust mindset with my coaches, with I the head coach. Okay, is is important. I don't know that I've always had that. I guess we didn't get the full context of the conversation. I felt like he was always talking about himself. So who knows? I guess we just we just don't know for sure. So on the on the kicker thing, super interesting because I could even give him like. Most fans who've watched Vikings kickers think he's probably going to miss the kick, yes. right? Let's be honest. You know, it's human nature. But doesn't there have to be a filter? If you're him in that moment, you're the leader of the team. Do you need to be polluting the air with this, like, toxic, anxious, negative energy? Oh, my God, it's too far. Yeah. We're going to lose the game. It's too far. It's too far. 
Or can you let that just be maybe some internal chatter in that moment? You can maybe think, well, Greg Joseph's kind of a bum. Probably going to miss this. But but I'm, but I'm you, know, you don't think Patrick Mahomes has some moments where he's like, God, uh, is it Butker? Is that their kicker? Butker. Boy, this guy probably, this guy kind of sucks. But, but he's not polluting the air with that. He's going around saying, hey, we're going to win this game. We're going to win this game. It's constant positive reinforcement. Yeah, again, it's not we're not like trashing Kirk, but that is a super interesting quirk to his to his personality. Mm-hmm. He says the same thing too in the Bills game after they after the Bills fumbled the snap, the Vikings took the lead and Kirk's on the sideline saying we're going to have to score again. We're going to have to score again. Now, I will say not having to trust in that Vikings defense a little bit more validated than Greg Joseph right. lining up the kick. I was okay with that. Again. But it's yeah. not but it's not as much about like do you trust the defense or not? It's about how are you leading in that moment? Yes. That's yes. The, that's well, what we're talking about. But I, I think in the Bills game, I think it's okay to say our side of the ball is going to have to, to do this. Be he's ready, blat- be ready. But yeah. yeah, he's blatantly saying to Dennis Ryan, it's too far. It's too-. He's saying he's going to miss it. He's also kind of saying self, like self-deprecatingly, I didn't do it a good enough job of getting us deep enough I into know, field goal that, range. But I don't want you thinking that way. There's nothing positive about that in the yeah. moment. Get that. You can think that way. Just don't, don't pollute the air with it is sort of the, yeah. Um, hey, I got I got one more for you guys here. Yeah, and there's a million. Th- I'm sure there's going to be stuff that spills over into other episodes of Purple Daily. But I love how they just bailed on Marcus Mariota after six episodes until the very end in eight when it's like he signed with Philadelphia. <laughs> yep, they literally like, it's a just, long ways gold. He wasn't included at all after like the sixth episode. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, yeah, I signed with the Eagles, dude. You just bailed on the season. He literally just left. And I get that his wife had a baby. He's like, screw this. I'm going to get meniscus surgery that I've needed for a while. Right. So they just stopped covering Marcus Mariota. Kind of a dud, man. I think if they could go back, they would probably choose somebody else. But I, I hope they do this again and pick three new quarterbacks. Yep. But uh, Marcus Mariota was a total bust in this docuseries and, for my and Kirk And Kirk, to his credit, was the only one of the three whose wife was not expecting. Credit to him? Yeah, because we were focusing on football. I've always told you pregnant yeah. wives credit make to, me nervous. Credit to Kirk for not having another child. I've yes. always told you pregnant <laughs> pregnant wives and sick parents in season make me very nervous. My fiance, who, by the way, we are exactly a year out from tying the knot, is terrified to have a child during football season <laughs> if we cross that bridge because of that guy right well, there. Plan it out. Those you exact won't. comments. She is petrified that plan she's going to have to take an Uber because I'm doing vent line. Devin, uh, how does it feel to know that whether it's during football season or any time, Judd may say congratulations and he's happy for you, but deep down he's going to kind of be seething that your attention is not fully oh. on Score North Purple Daily. Well, no, not football. off season. Now, now the problem for her is <laughs> that if such a just confirmed yeah. it is if she's pre- if she's pregnant in the summer. I hear it's uh, miserable, dude. So if she Patrick really can't Mahomes, win, if Patrick Mahomes can have a baby in right, season, right, bo- and win a Super Bowl, that I think. disappeared, too. Their, their son, he, 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 like, is seen, and then, like, for the rest of the show, he's just, like, being with, with his. They've outsourced you know, the child. Mom or yeah. Yeah. They've outsourced the child. How much Judd's thoughts on this have just come up in passing at dinner or at, in, in our relationship over us having a child during football season. Yep. Oh, this is going to well, be a child wildly uncomfortable. Season, Means that we're we're going to have AJ in, in the bullpen then, and we'll go to the left hand. Oh, now he's threatening to rip. Look, he's already threatening. And you know what happens? You know how much time a kid it, takes off 
Let me tell you. And about, he won't be uh, sleeping well, and you need your sleep. Let me tell you That's about Pee Wee Reese, Declan. That's what Judd wants to. That's the other thing, dude. If you're, if you yeah, have a no, kid, no one's sleeping. I'm going to be miserable. No, but that's Everyone's my miserable. point. But without yeah. a kid, everyone's sleeping fine. So make sure the kid doesn't come during the football season. This is amazing. Judge just like tripled down on yeah. the fear. Am I asking that had. much? The world has a lot of people. Okay, we don't need them immediately. <laughs> I think you need to stop telling people how to live their lives. Is what you need to do. <laughs> I'm not telling people. I'm telling Declan because I work. <laughs> I just told Declan, I'm not telling the rest. The rest of you go procreate. See if I care. Congratulations. But not my producer oh, and coworker. But not the guy else. I need on the show. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, there you go. There's our review and some life advice. Our review of uh, the eight-part quarterback docu series on Netflix um, on the Score North app, and uh, just don't procreate, or Judd is going right. to come knocking on your door. Everyone else, you're fine. <laughs> All right, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. You like that?